0: Hi everyone. Welcome to God's Word with Friends, a podcast from Gospel Center Missionary Church in South Bend, Indiana. We're glad that you've joined us. My name is John Reynos and with me today is Pastor Ben and Tara. Yes, you heard me right, Pastor Ben and Tara. Uh, Pastor Jim and Missy are not available today and we'll let you in on a little secret. When we record podcasts, we actually recorded all three in a row together. And so they won't be here for today's or the next one or the next one because for us, that's all right now. And uh, they had other obligations today and just weren't able to be here. And so, you know, John, with with them not here, I can hardly bear it. And we'll just keep moving on. So, um, but we're glad you've joined us and are able to listen. If you happen to have a minute, you may want to sit. And open your Bible or Bible app to today's passage, which is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 14 through 15. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 14 through 15. And before we
1: read, uh, Ben, would you pray for us? Sure. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. It's a day that you've made, and it's a day that we can rejoice, because you have given us life, and you are in it. And Lord, we are forever grateful that you have chosen to be a part of our lives. So I pray today that as we look at your word, as we have this conversation, Lord, would you just open our hearts and our minds and our spirits that we may receive your word and put it to good use. May it grow fruit in our lives that benefit those around us and encourages our hearts. So we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 14
0: and 15 says, And we urge you, brothers, warn those who are idle, encourage the timid, help the weak, be patient with everyone, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to be kind to each other and to everyone else. Today, we want to remind you to strive to do what is good for everyone. Strive to do what is good for everyone. And to get us going, our question is, have you ever witnessed something and knew it was going to go poorly? Have you ever witnessed something and knew it was going to go poorly?
2: I have a lot of kids, so I have a lot of answers for this question, (laughs) but I'll give one. Um, My youngest is into climbing and uh, several months back he climbed up on, we have like this little kids table in our toy room uh, that sometimes they eat at or they do crafts at, and he climbed on top of it. Now I was on the other end of the room, so I saw it happen but was not within arm's reach to stop him. So I told him to get down and he just laughed. I took a step closer and he decides instead of climbing down to start running. He's on top of a table and he starts running. He runs right off the edge of the table, falls. Long story short, it did end in an ER visit, but he's Ooh. okay. <laughs> but uh, that was something where I just knew the second he took a step that it was not going to go well.
1: Well, I have too many stories of adults doing that, and they might be listening, so I'm not going to uh, say one of those, but I will say something about my son, Grayson. Um, Grayson oftentimes has more passion than he has sense. And so he had a stick, and he was swinging it with all sorts of gusto and excitement. And the stick kind of came around, and it hit him right square in the side of his own head. <laughs> and he started crying and rubbing his head. And I knew as soon as he got I was like, oh, this is not going to work out great. And uh, we just kind of had to remind him that the stick was hard. And you have to be careful when you're swinging it around because, yeah, it can catch you just as well as anybody else.
0: Yep. I don't know that I saw that it wasn't that it was gonna go poorly but I should have um, years ago we were we were at a, a family's house and they were having a large gathering of church people and you know a couple dozen people there and and the kids were there playing and they had a pogo stick
1: mm-hmm.
0: a, a kid-sized Pogo stick and one of the other dads decided to test it out and got on it and he got like, 24 hops on it before coming off. And and as an adult, this pogo stick bottoms out. I mean, you're mm-hmm. just all the way down to the ground and forcing it almost back up. And uh, I saw that, and I thought, I can beat 24. I should have known that was going to go poorly because I was at, like, 20. And then it just... It, it was so low to the ground, and the next thing I knew, it was it was no longer on the ground. I was on the ground and my arms were bleeding and my back was mm-hmm. all scuffed up and I was sli- had slid across the driveway and I did not break 24. That was really my great frustration. Had I gotten to 25 and paid the price of it it would have been okay. Yep. But I didn't, I didn't make it to 25 crash and burn. So yep. I, I quite literally and I get reminded of that every now and then that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I should have known that I was going to go poorly. And, um, Today as we look at this passage, we realize there are things that are for some people are going to go poorly and it says warn those who are idle. Um, there's also the positives, encourage them. But how in this passage do we see that we should strive to do what is good for everyone? Any thoughts? And I realize we're stuck here because we don't know Jim and Missy, and usually Jim carries quite a bit of it for us as far as the talking goes. Well, we might actually hear
1: Tara talk during one of these. I think she's nervous oh. about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I guess I'll go ahead and talk then, since I was put on the spot. Um, I like this passage, and I like all the things that it, that it points out here. Um, but along with the question of seeing things that might go poorly, I think sometimes we see things that we think might go poorly um, in our Christian life with people we know and you know, with, with politics and with different discussions. Um, it can be easy to either loudly argue or sit back and be quiet. I tend to be more the sit back and be quiet. But I think, you know, I see here... We're called to warn those who are idle or disruptive. We're um, called to encourage people and um, to help the weak. And I think sometimes that means when we see a brother or sister in Christ who is walking a path that could, you know, be poor, end up poorly, um, that we are to call them out on it, to talk to them about it, to approach them about it, um, and that helps us to do what is good for, for everyone, good for them. And that is something I am not always good at doing.
1: I like the, um, I, I usually like to switch over to the NRSV every once in a while uh, for a kind of more wooden translation. But um, I like the wording in the NRSV because all of the words are positive and they're not evil words. So um, admonish the idlers, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, and be patient with all of them. Like, it's, it's really saying do good to those who aren't. <laughs> um, and not good even in the sense of being sinful, just like those who are weak, encourage them. Those who need help, help them. Those who are idle, admonish. And I don't even think that, I, I oftentimes don't think of admonishing someone as a good thing, but if it's good for them, mm-hmm. it's, it's worth doing. And I I, I love the irony of the passage. It starts off in 14, it says, And we urge you, beloved. So urging one another to do what is good is also just another way to um, always be looking to do good and not repay evil, but always to encourage those who need to be encouraged.
2: Doing what is good is not always doing what is easy. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, it often isn't.
1: Yeah, that's hard.
0: Some of these things are easier than others. I think, I think sometimes uh, people in church can be good at encouraging the timid. You know, I think of, um, you know, growing up watching youth do special music and sing songs. To, I remember when I started preaching, to just different experiences where people come up and say, "That's a good job," and and it wasn't a great job, but but they were being encouraging and mm-hmm. they were trying to help people along and. Um, Realizing that with training, with practice, with growth, um, there could be encouragement there. And I I find it interesting that it says, encourage the timid. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a lot of people who need encouraging. Uh, They need a little extra courage to go forward. Um, And I think that's true in church a lot of times in different places where people don't necessarily feel qualified to do things, and we can encourage them. Um, I know even here in our church, we've tried to do that in different areas and different ministries, encouraging people.
1: I like that, like, I don't see a lot of confrontation in this, at least in, in my version that I'm reading. Um, even the admonishing the idol, or those who are lazy, probably another another term for idol. Um, so one of the beloved nicknames my parents gave me growing up was slug, because... Mm-hmm. Um, Let's just say I I, I have a, a, a preference to sit as opposed to pitch in and help. Um, but it's not always because I don't know I, – I don't want to help. It's because I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so when someone says, hey, come on, let's go do this, like kind of admonishes me and say, hey, let's get up and do this. Like it actually makes me feel useful when someone kind of says, hey, I could use your help and do this as opposed to me just kind of sitting there like looking on my phone – you know, if someone says, "Hey, come and help," like, "Oh, I feel important when someone does that." You know, they bring me along with that. So,
0: yeah, that's a i I think that's a neat perspective to have because I can think of my own kids when, when it says, you know, warn them not to be idle. You know, we're in the summertime. My kids, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I'm bored. I'm like, "Well, go do something," um, but they don't always know what to do. I mean, they. uh I mean, I know their defaults is to go play video games, and we'll, And if we've taken video games away and they're not allowed to play it, then uh, they're like, well, what do I do? I can think, of the other day, I told Mike, uh, I said, well, why don't you come with me, and we're going to go, and I don't remember, I think we are working on the bathroom, and uh, we're remodeling that, and I'm like, why don't you come with me, and we're going to go take care of, you know, some of the things in there, and. We're going to take this, we're taking a toilet out. That's what we were doing. And we're removing the toilet. Mm -hmm. And so, and I had to go to Lowe's and buy a new water valve. And then he was like, okay. And so we went there and found the right valve and bought it and changed it. And and all of a sudden he was invited to be a part of it versus just sitting on the couch with nothing to do in the day. Mm -hmm. So, but we want to encourage people today, strive to do what is good for everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's a great little summary of all the admonitions in these two little verses strive to do what is good for any for everyone so today whatever you're doing with whoever you come in contact with strive to do what is good for everyone thanks for listening god bless